Welcome to the ministry of Bishop Emmanuel Nkepo of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Kolegono. Bishop Ntefo is a medical doctor and senior pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Kolegono. A seasoned and anointed preacher and teacher of the Word of God, followed with various miracles, signs and wonders. His in-depth teaching of the Word of God will change your life forever. Now, here's today's message. Hallelujah. Well, the camp is coming to an end. Yeah. Strategies for effective bus mobilization. Strategies for effective bus mobilization. What is bus mobilization? Using buses to gather the people to bring them to church. Amen. Many of the members that we have in our churches are poor. So when you use buses, it really, really helps them, you know, to come to church. And apart from that, when you use buses, it makes it possible for you to bring people from very far. Do you understand it? You know, so um, bus mobilization is very, very important. Amen. Strategies for effective bus mobilization. One of the powerful keys that bring a powerful impact and success to the parcel work is the use of buses to bring the members to church. It helps the poor who are living at far places and don't have money to come to church. Number one, mobilization of church members should be an ongoing process throughout the week. Mobilization of church members should be an ongoing process throughout the whole week. So throughout the whole week, you have to remind your people that Sundays, the bus will be available to take all of us to church. Amen. When we have a prayer meeting, you have to remind them. When we have an outreach, you have to remind them. During your bus meetings, you have to uh, remind them that the bus will be available. Number two, the second most important moment to mobilize the sheep to church is during the bus meetings at which the bus must be emphasized and re-emphasized. Ask questions to find out any peculiar problems the sheep have with the use of the bus. Write it down. Most important moment to mobilize the sheep to church is during the Basel meeting at which the bus must be emphasized and re-emphasized. Ask questions to find out if your members have any particular problems with the use of the bus. Number three, we are talking about strategies for effective bus mobilization. Number three, 
On Sunday morning, the Basel pastor together with his shepherds must discuss the strategy for mobilization for that day. So early in the morning, the pastor and shepherds gather and say, where are we going to go today? Which area? Amen. So they discuss the plan. So on Sunday morning, the area pastor together with shepherds um, must discuss the strategy for mobilization for that day. Number four, the bus must not arrive too early or too late. The bus must not arrive too early or too late. Number five, the basset pastors and shepherds are free to use small or big buses depending on their convenience. The basset pastors and their shepherds are free to use small or big buses depending on their convenience. When we started using buses, we used to use only big buses. Then we realized that the big buses couldn't go to certain corners and certain areas. So we decided to use smaller buses that could go to the... You know, sometimes there are some corners like this. And the big bus cannot go there. So depending on where your people are living and depending on the road network, you understand it? You must use big buses or small buses. Sometimes you have just a few people. You have 12 people in a place. Why are you going to use uh, Matatu? This big one. How do you call it? Matatu, the big one. Yeah. It's a waste of money. So use a smaller bus. I get what I'm saying. Where you have a lot of people, then you use a bigger bus. So it's a combination. Amen. Number six. The area pastor and shepherds must use common sense to determine the number of buses to be used on a Sunday depending on the prevailing weather conditions. The area pastors and their shepherds must use common sense to determine the number of buses to be used on a Sunday depending on the prevailing weather conditions. Believe me that the things I'm telling you, we have learned them through the sufferings of our lives. When we started using buses, whether it was raining, whether it was hot, whether it was windy, we sent, so if like this area, we sent three buses, we sent three buses there. And we realized that the buses will come out of the three passes, only one is half filled. The rest are empty. Because it rained early in the morning and we did not reason to realize that people don't like to come to church when it rains. Or the places have become muddy and the buses cannot go. Do you understand it? So it was later we understood. So depending on the weather condition, you have to decide a look, okay, Normally, I send three buses, but maybe today I have to send two or one so that you don't waste money. Is it clear? 
Eh? Finally, number seven, on Sundays, the rear mobilization must be done by several people. The pastor, the shepherds, the key members of the buses in the area all help to, you know, whip people into the buses. Now, you must create bus routes. Do you understand it? So, you have the area that you create bus routes and then you must add timing so that the bus will arrive on time for your service. So, let's say you start your service at 8.30. Alright? So, the buses can start at, let's say, they can start at, let's say, 7. Hmm? And then, you have maybe about seven stops. So it means that it stops at every place for about 15 minutes to allow the people in that particular place, you know. And then when you add it all, by 8.15, the buses should arrive at the church so that the service can start. So all that must go into the planning for your bus mobilization. Amen. Next point, challenges of Bustles. Challenges of bustles. Challenges of bustles. But are you blessed? How many of you are happy that you are going to have bustles now? Wow. Can you, can you do it? Is it possible? What a blessing. What a blessing. What a blessing. What a blessing. It's a blessing. Hallelujah. I have my basil. You have your basil. I have my basil. You have your basil. I've started my basil. You started your basil. I've started my basil. You started your basil. What a blessing. What a blessing. What a blessing. Start your blessing. I have my basil. You have. Come on. I have my basil. You have your basil. I've started my basil. You started your basil. I've started my basil. You started your basil. What a blessing. What a blessing. What a blessing. Start all your bustles. I have my bustle. You have your bustle. I have my bustle. You have your bustle. I've started my bustle. You started your bustle. I've started my bustle. You started your bustle. What a blessing. What a blessing. What a blessing. What a blessing. Start all your bustles. Start all your bustles. Sing it to somebody. I have my bustle. You have your bustle. I have my bustle. You have your bustle. I've started my bustles. You started your bustle. I've started my bustles. You have said your. What a blessing! 
Start all your muscles. Give a little shout. Hallelujah. Should I teach you one more song? Okay. Let's finish. Then I'll teach you. Hallelujah. Now, much as bustles are effective, are powerful, very helpful in building the church and building large churches, they also come with challenges. And it's very important for us to know about the challenges and to overcome them. Everything that you do, there are problems. Is that not so? Yeah. There are two categories of challenges. The first one are early challenges. The ones that confront you, you know, immediately you start battles. So, early challenges. The main effect of the early challenges is that they frustrate the establishment of the battles. Do you understand it? As well as retards the momentum of developing the battles. That is the main effect of the early challenges. The main effect of the early challenges is that they frustrate, those challenges frustrate um, they frustrate the establishment of the battles as well as retard the momentum. Amen. What are the Causes for the early challenges. Number one, poor preparation towards the introduction of the Basel concept in a long standing institutionalized church. Poor preparation towards the introduction of the Basel, the Basel concept in a long standing institutionalized church. When a church is used to doing church in a particular way, do you understand it? And now we are coming to change its traditions and the way you know it operates. It presents a challenge. That is why you must take your time to prepare. That is why we spoke, we spoke about casting the vision retraining the people. Do you understand it? All those preparations must be done, you know, very well and patiently. If you rush through things, you are going to create confusion. And you may end up spoiling your church because people will not accept. Some people say, let's do what are these cells, you know, and all that. And then before you realize, you have disorganized even your church 
it would have been better for it to be the way it is than to, to have introduced cells. So poor preparation. So pastors, when we go, all the different things that we have spoken about, that's why I told you, if you tell me that we have cells by the end of this month, I know that you don't understand what you are doing. How many of you now understand that you can't have cells now? Because you're a pastor, you have to even go and listen to all the things we have said. Plenty. Eh? Plenty. This is a whole book. I've given it to you. Eh? Yeah. So you yourself have to study it. Meditate. Pray with it. Listen to the message. Read your notes again. Do you understand it? There are a lot of things that I've said that you have forgotten. But as you go over the notes, you remember it to make sense. Then, training the pastoral shepherds. Going through the different things. Don't cut corners. Do you understand it? Don't go and use your old bottles to quickly, oh, let's just organize and all that. So, your preparation is very, very important to avoid the early challenge of your pastors not working. Amen. Number two. The second cause of the early challenges is that church members not properly understanding the concept and therefore giving a divided support, ration, and attention. The second cause of the early challenge is when church members have not properly understood the concept of the battle and therefore they give a divided support, cooperation, and attention. They refuse to open their homes. They don't know this thing that you have brought. I mean, what is it? Do you see what I'm saying? So that is why we spoke about casting the vision to remove fear, doubts, confusion, create support, understanding, and all that. See, everything is rolling into one place now. Is that not it? So, if you just jump the steps, it is going to create a problem. So your members must understand the term properly and give you all the support. Amen. Number three. Ill-trained pastor shepherds because you didn't train them well. Because you didn't train them well, they don't know how to do the work of the pastor. Ill-trained pastor shepherds because you did not train them well, they do not know how to do the pastor's work. So when you start, they, they, they don't understand it. They don't know how to do how to, they don't know how to do bus mobilization. You didn't train them well. Do you understand it? So take time and train them well. Ill-tra- what do you send ill-trained soldiers to the war? They'll finish all of them right now. They'll finish all of them right now. When you give enough preparation, success will come. In 1990, when during the the, the first Gulf War, the, the one that um, yeah, the first one that was 1990, the one that um, Saddam Hussein went to occupy Kuwait, and he was asked to leave, he said no. When America and its allies said they will fight him, he said, oh, they should come. He will finish them in the desert. 
he will finish them. He said it was going to be the mother of all wars. He had a foreign uh, minister, Muhammad Sandu, who was always talking big. Now, for those of you who remember, America and its allies did not rush into that war. They prepared for a long time. They prepared because much of the land between Kuwait to Iraq was desert and it was full of sand. And one of the things that happened was they called them sandstorm. Where a storm is generated among the sand and it blinds everything. And if you have not sort of fought in those conditions before, you can't even see the enemy. They planned very well. The first night that they started the war, they cleared off all Iraqi air defense systems. Cleared first night. They cleared off. So Iraq, Baghdad was exposed. And they bombarded. The war just ended. But he was waiting to fight them. But because of the preparation. Do understand it? So you need to prepare well. So train your shepherds very well. Let them understand. When you go, this whole thing that we have said again, teach it in the whole church. And then teach it in your shepherds meetings. Again, go over it. Ask questions. Let them understand. You yourself, the pastor, understand it. Otherwise, when you start, you are going to have a big challenge. Whereas that your people cannot do that way. When we started our first uh, batch of cells, that's what I did. I put the new wine in old bottles. Yeah. I mean, many of them couldn't do it. Many of them couldn't. It was later we realized that we started training newer people and all that. That is when it went. Next one. Look, that that um, that war there's a book that I recommend to you if you get it, read it it's called um, The Hand of God it's an Arabic word it's called The Hand of God it's written by a very popular British uh, author I think Asha it's a guy like that he explained the preparation. Now, one of the, one of the reasons why Saddam Hussein was very confident was that, not the second one, the first listen, he was almost getting a nuclear bomb. And he was developing it in a forest hidden somewhere in Iraq. And the West got the intelligence of it, but they didn't know where it was. So do you know what they did? They sent a British military officer, but they had to send somebody who spoke Arabic the way it was spoken in Iraq. And who had a skin color 
Do you understand it? Like they are a new their culture and all that. So there was this British Army officer whose parents had lived in uh, Iraq for many, many years. He grew up there and all. He was a um, dark-colored guy. So they did all the different selection and then they selected him. Speaks Arabic like the guys. Behaves mostly of them. And in Saddam Hussein's war cabinet, they managed to get an orangu, a fifth column. Yeah. The West. I mean, his war cabinet, the few people that he decides that this where we bomb, this where this thing, one of them, he was given the name Jericho. So this guy's assignment was to travel to Baghdad and connect with Jericho and collect information from him. But for that, he had to travel through the desert. Many times, the Iraqi soldiers came upon him. And he disguised himself into an Iraqi Bedouin. The Bedouin are the, the shepherds. Like an old Iraqi. So when they meet him, old man, where are you going? They'll just kick him. Then you speak the language, they'll laugh. <laughs> then you continue. He walked until he appeared in Iraq. And this Jericho, he connected with him. Do you know how he was passing information to him? Jericho will enter into a Catholic church where the priest sits and turn himself into a Catholic priest. So this guy, they call it a confessionary. So this guy, this guy will go into the confessionary as he was going to confess his sins. Jericho is the Iraqi general. And then there he will pass the information on to him. So by the time Saddam Hussein realized the information about that thing that was hidden, the, the Western people have gotten it and connected, connected another Iraqi colonel, also a spy. And he was an Air Force guy. He flew a plane and went to I mean, the guys were there when they saw a plane coming. And it went to bomb that whole thing. Talking about preparation. Do you understand it? Yeah. So by the time they were going in there, Saddam would say he didn't know what was happening to him. Within a matter of days, they finished him. So you need to prepare very well so that you can offset the early challenges. Can I have an Amen. The next cause of the early challenge is inadequate numbers of properly trained shepherds. So not only ill-trained, but inadequate numbers of properly trained shepherds. Number five. Church members refusing to open their homes. Yeah. Yeah. If 
your church members say they won't open the homes, it makes it more difficult. Do you understand it? Eh? That is why you have to do vision casting and explain to them the benefits of the parcels. And that is why I explained to you that you should teach them that they will receive the blessings of Obedidom. Charlie, at that point, when you get there, yourself should come. The church must be charged. Hallelujah. Next one. Early challenges, challenges is a result of lingering suspicion in the minds of church members of this whole new concept. What I call members that I call Thomaic church members or Thomases. Thomases or Thomaic church members are people who don't believe. Do you understand it? There are some people who never believe until they see that the thing has started to work. So, early challenges is also due to the result, is also as a result of lingering suspicion. Lingering suspicion in the minds of the church members of this whole new concept. What is it that pastor is bringing? So they look at this, oh, it's a great thing, but in their minds, there's lingering suspicion. And because of that, they don't really support properly. Are you understanding the, the reason for the challenges? Early challenges. Next one. Disorganization. Lack of proper organization will create disorganization when you start the puzzles. Lack of proper organization will create disorganization for you when you start. Amen. So let me go over them again. Early challenges are the challenges that immediately face you when you start the battles. The overall effect of the early challenges is that it prevents the establishment of the battles and also it retards its momentum. The rate at which the thing should happen. Do you understand it? What are the causes? What are the causes? Hmm? Poor preparation. Church members not properly understanding ill-trained shepherds, inadequate numbers of properly trained shepherds, people refusing to open their homes, lingering suspicion, disorganization. Do you understand it? Is it clear? Solutions for early challenges. Solutions. Solutions. These challenges can be overcome through the following. A. Retraining. Retraining. So retrain the shepherds if you think you didn't train them well. Number two. Reorganization. Start over again. Go, go over all the steps again. See where you faulted and correct them. So reorganization. Number three, 
reassurance of the church members if you think that they are suspicious and they don't understand. Number four, prayer to fight the demonic powers that are preventing this your new powerful concept from taking off. Amen. Did you know that every time Satan knew that something great was going to come out out of somebody, he tried to kill them. Satan tried to kill Moses. Satan tried to kill Joseph. Satan tried to kill Jesus. All these people were people who were going to do great things. But when they were little, he tried to kill them. So anytime Satan senses that something powerful, something great is going to happen in your church, in your ministry, he will try to kill it. The disorganization, the lingering suspicion sometimes are orchestrated by evil spirits. So pray and do spiritual warfare and overcome them also. Amen? Number five, perseverance. Don't give up. Perseverance. Number six, re-emphasis. Perseverance. Re-emphasis. And lastly, have a can-do attitude. As things smoothing up, the church members will gradually appreciate this new system and you'll be greatly blessed. Solutions to early challenges. Retraining, reorganization, reassuring the church members, prayer, perseverance, re-emphasize and a can-do attitude. Tell yourself it will work. Yeah, it will work. We can do it. We can do it. We are struggling, but but it will work. We can do it. Don't, don't give up. Amen. The devil will be tired before you, you give up. Tell the devil, the buses will work. You cannot prevent us. We can do all things through Christ. My little children, you have overcome because greater is he who is in you than the devil who is in the world. We can do all things through Christ. The buses will work. The buses will work. The buses will work. We can do the buses. Yes. Amen. Long term challenges. Long term challenges. Long term challenges. Main effect of long term challenges. Whereas the main effect of early challenges was what? Not allowing the buses to be established and retarding its momentum. The main effect of the long term challenges uh, is that the long term challenges has the potential, listen to this, to wipe out the gains made and even totally kill your bustles. Yeah, it has the potential to wipe out all the gains that you have made over the period that you have been having bustles, or even totally kill the bustles. 
What are the causes of this long term challenges? Number one, loss of zeal by the Basel shepherds. Loss of zeal by the Basel shepherds. Look, we have seen it over and over. Where suddenly is that the Basels are not working and the Basel shepherds have just stopped working. I mean, and not that they have left the church, they are there. They won't, they won't have the Basel meetings. They won't do evangelism. I mean, it doesn't just happen. Yeah. A couple of years ago, I think two years ago or so, we closed down like 40 or 45 Basels. We closed them down. Loss of zeal. Do you understand it? Yeah. They are there. And then the, the, once they lose zeal, the bustles collapse. The bustles don't work. At best, the bustles are turned into home Bible study groups. Do you understand it? Eh? And you see that the church doesn't grow. It stops growing. Because it's like the shepherds have come to a pause. Number two, complacency of the pastor and the shepherds as a result of the initial success. Complacency of the pastor and the shepherds as a result of the impressive initial success. When you start and things are working, do you understand? It's a wow. And then unknown to the pastor and the shepherds, the activities that brought the initial success, we now don't do them at, as much or we are more relaxed thinking that the thing will just work on its own. Do you understand? It? So when we started, bus mobilization was very, very bad. Now, I mean, whether the buses go or they don't go, it's like, okay. Three of the buses didn't go to the, oh, oh it's okay, it's okay. I mean, that complacency, relaxation. Do you understand it? On the battlefront, if you become complacent, you die. You have to be alert all the time. And in ministry, you have to be alert all the time. Huh? Yeah. The Bible said that be sober because your enemy, your adversary, the devil, walketh about looking for somebody to devour. So sometimes we don't pray as much as we should pray. Do you understand it? I mean, it's like that is working. We didn't used to have people come. Suddenly we have 20 people, 25 people. Wow! Do you see? And then we are forgotten that it was two certain hard things that we have been doing. That is making this happen. We relax. When the pastor doesn't pray much on Saturday night, you know, I mean, evangelism, well, not too be. So before you realize, it has affected the pastor's complacency. Number three, not being able to assimilate the large numbers of converts who are worn into the church 
as a result of the Basel outreaches. Not being able to assimilate the large numbers of converts who are worn into the church as a result of the Basel activities. Now, if God brings 50 people to your church on a Sunday morning, what are you going to do? Can you take care of them? Do you have inner shepherds? Do you have an effective new believer school? Do you understand it? So you realize that people have come, but you, you can't keep them. And so they scatter. Eh? So prepare. Prepare well. Number four. Not being able to mobilize most of the cell members into the main church for them to become active members. Number five, stagnation of the bustles. Stagnation. Number six, unfruitful bustles. These are bustles that do not win souls and therefore they don't bear fruit. All these are long-term challenges. Unfruitful bustles. Stagnation of the bustles. Unfruitful bustles. These are all long term. Do you understand it? When you start, everything is working. Bustles are multiplying. They are growing. Long term, they become stagnant. They become fruitless. They don't win anybody again. Do you understand it? So, these are the challenges. Long term challenges. Next one. Abandonment of the bustles. Abandonment of the bustle work by the shepherds. Abandonment. They just abandon the pastor work. So sometimes we say, let's assess our bustles. How many do we have? We have 150 buses. When we assess, 15 of them have ceased to exist. You see, like when I spoke about complacency, when we started buses, the first couple of years, we even did special stickers. We did special stickers. Do you see? LCR, Colorado Cathedral, AOFM uh, meeting here with a big, nice stickers. And then where the houses were there, the bus meeting stickers, we put them there. Very nice. Do you get it? Gradually, they started we have not done them again. We used to have what we called area fellowship celebration week. Very, a whole week dedicated to celebrating the pastors. So many activists, 14 activists, and then Sundays. I don't know, some of you have seen that picture before. Sundays, we come to church and every area who wear their t-shirts. The church was very colorful. Do you see? Other people came to learn it from us. In the recent couple of years, we have not really done it. I think last year we did something, I mean something, that's it, complacency. And that is what would affect the persons if you are not careful. Do you understand that? 
So, abandonment. So, you must be assessing the stage of the bastards all the time. Because you may think that you have 50. But when you go into it, out of the 50, 12 of them have ceased to function. But you are not aware. The shakas are, they are walking around them, but they don't do it. The last time he had a bassin meeting was three months ago. But when you call for Basel shepherds, he's sitting there. He has abandoned the work. Are you understanding the long-term challenges? Eh? So, the long-term challenges are different from the early challenges. The early challenges have gotten to do with your poor preparation. You didn't train the shepherds well. But this one, they are the results of every normal thing that we do. Anything that you are doing with time, if you don't take time, you become relaxed. And a lot of things creep in and destroy what you are doing. Next one. Frequent cancellation of the basic meetings by shepherds. Frequent cancellation. That's another thing. Before you, oh, it rained. We, we didn't have it. Uh, I traveled. I couldn't come. So, I didn't have it. Just like that. Cancel the meetings. Next one. Unauthorized change in the day and time of the Basi meetings by the shepherds. Unauthorized change in the day and the time of the Basi meetings by the shepherds. Unknown to you, you say that the Basi meetings on Saturdays. Unknown to you, somebody has it on Mondays, midnight. That's why they have it. Or Tuesdays are done. They have changed it. They have not told you. Look, Basel Shepherds, eh, they can become very some way. You have to monitor them seriously. You see, when they get to a point where they become tired, actually, recently we were discussing a couple of weeks ago, and I think that we were saying that from experience, from experience, Shepherds become tired after about two years. Yes. So even it's something that we are trying to look at. Because when they start very strong, all these new converts and young Christians that I'm talking about, very strong. After about two years, something sets in. So the answer to that is continuously training people. Do you understand it? So that as others fall off, you have replacements. Next one. Inability to continuously train shepherds. Inability to continuously train shepherds. And the last one. Inability to sustain the vision. Inability to sustain the vision. That is, you lose your vision. You lose your vision. The vision of building a mega church through Basel's, after some time, you just, it fits. So that's why you have to do recasting. You understand? It? You have to do celebrations, everything to make sure that you revive the vision from time to time. Amen. So these are the challenges when you start battles in your church. You are going to experience 
two categories of challenges. Early challenges, mainly due to poor operation. And then sometimes your, your members not cooperating. And then the long-term challenges due to fatigue, exhaustion, complacency on your part, on the part of your shepherds and all that. Amen. Do you want more? What spells doom for Basils? Into brackets, killer blues. What spells doom for Basils? Into brackets, what spells doom for Basils? Into brackets, killer blues. In other words, the blows that kill the Basils. Do you understand it? These factors will kill your bastards. Number one, launching into it without having a deep understanding of this strategy yourself. Launching into it without having a deep understanding of this strategy yourself. What does the Bible say? When Absalom rebelled against his father, the Bible says that and 200 young men followed him in the simplicity of their mind. What was the result? They were all killed. So if you enter into the bastards in the simplicity of your mind without understanding it, do you understand it? Eh? It's a killer blow. Number two, allowing the bastards to be transformed into home Bible study groups. Charlie, when your bastards become home Bible study groups, that's it. It's finished. It's finished. You don't have bastards anymore. You don't have growth anymore. You are beginning to die again. It's a killer blow. It is what? A killer blow. And the last killer blow, lack of continuous effective supervision by the pastor. Lack of continuous effective supervision by the pastor. I blessed. Charlie, you have gotten too much. Special so winning strategies of a basel. Special so winning strategies of a basel. Number one, anakazo before the basel meetings. Number two, weekly person to person evangelism. Weekly person to person evangelism. Number three, GOM, G-O-M-O, GOM. It stands for Monthly Organized Group Outreach. Monthly Organized Group Outreach. Or Group Organized Monthly Outreach. GOM. Okay, so what happens is that the pastor gathers all the cells and the shepherds and the members in his area as a large group and then they do an outreach. 
on a monthly basis. Gomo. Monthly organized group outreach. Or group organized monthly outreach. Number four. Area level crusade. You can have an area level crusade. Area level crusade. You don't need tracks. You don't need crusade equipment. You don't need anything. Find a place where people normally pass by a marketplace or a bus station somewhere. Clap your hands. Clap your hands. You sing. You understand it? Eh? People gather to preach. Or you can have a little crusade, a crusade platform. Your speakers play music, you preach. Or you can show healing Jesus crusade miracles. You understand it? So people gather to watch. When they finish, you preach. A little crusade. My pastors do it all the time. I've built small, small platforms. Next one, street jams. Street jams. You find a street where vehicles don't pass, but people pass. Set up your sound system. Blast the music and preach. Dancing, everything. Your dancing stars. All that. Street jams. I must say, Christian Party International. Christian Party International. Invite people in your area. This one, for example, will work on the university campus and places like that. Or even the church. So you invite people to a party. Do you understand it? A party. So when they come, you serve them food, drinks, everything. There's music, dancing. Then, somewhere in the middle of the distance, you say, we'd like to share a word with you then you preach. That is how we started our branch at Labon. Next one, breakfast meeting. Breakfast meeting. And finally, indoor games. What a blessing. What a blessing. I have my basil. You have your basil. I have my basil. You have your basil. I've started my basils. You've started your basils. I've started my basils. You've started your basils. What a blessing. What a blessing. What a blessing. Start all your basils. Amen. Well, brothers, I think that we have heard enough. I am coming to give you the last Listen. The last factor that will let your buses work. And that is it. Just one statement. In all these things that we have said, eh, in all these things that we have said, make sure to allow 
the Holy Spirit to play a role. Listen. The Holy Spirit is the Lord of the harvests. Yeah. In Matthew chapter 9 verse 36, the Bible says that when Jesus saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them. For they fainted and were scattered as sheep without a shepherd. Verse 37. Then said he to his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. 38. Pray ye therefore to the Lord of the harvest that you send forth laborers into his harvest. The Holy Spirit is the Lord of the harvest. The Holy Spirit is the one that Jesus has sent to help us to reap the harvest of souls. So, if you set him aside, you are doomed to failure. My last scripture to you and my last question to you, let us be like the apostles. Mark chapter 16 and verse 20. The Bible says, and they went forth and preached everywhere. The Lord working with them. So, as we go to start battles, let's make sure that the Lord, the Holy Spirit will work with us. Pray for the anointing. Pray that he will be with you. Pray that he will help the shepherds. Pray that you bring the increase. Pray that he will bless the buses all the time. All the time. It is one of the greatest prayers that we pray at my cathedral for the Holy Spirit and for the help of the Holy Spirit. Once the Holy Spirit is at work, the Lord will bless his work. Acts chapter 11 and verse 21. Acts chapter 11 and verse 21. And the hand of the Lord was of them. And a great number believed and turned unto the Lord. May this be the story of your church. As you are going, I can only see one thing. I can see a church full of bustles. I can see a church full of bustles. I can see a church that is having 50 bustles, 60 bustles, 100 bustles, 200 bustles, 250 bustles, 300 bustles, 400 bustles, 500 bustles, 1,000 bustles, and beyond. I can see a church. I can see a church which on a Saturday has cast a net over Entebbe, over Entebbe, over Uganda, over Kigali, over Nairobi, over Kisimu, Nakuru, Edole, Burundi. My God, my God, Tanzania, there's a net. I said, there's a net in Tanzania. There's a net in Uganda. There's a net in Burundi. There's a net in Rwanda. There's a net in Kenya. There is a net. I see a net. I see Basel Shepherds pulling the net. I see fishes. Sheep coming. Where there were no sheep. 
I see sheep. For God has enlarged our coasts. The days of littleness, scantiness are over. For the Lord himself is going to bless us. God is going to gather through the vessels hundreds, thousands, multitudes into our churches. I see your church. It's a mega church. Your church is not a small church. You are called a mega church pastor. I said you are called a mega church pastor. I see you and your pastor shepherds having a retreat. 200 pastor shepherds. 50 pastor shepherds. 300 pastor shepherds. 500 pastor shepherds. 1,000 pastor shepherds. I see the pastors everywhere. Everywhere in your town. Everywhere in your town. Everywhere in your area. There are pastors everywhere. For the Lord God has made you able. For the Lord God has made you able. Lift up your hands and pray for the anointing right now in the name of Jesus. Lift up your hands and pray for the anointing. Pray. Lift up your voice and pray. Ask God to anoint you. Mama Baberi Bosi Patari Moshi Patali Maya. Lift up your hands, everybody pray. Pray that God will anoint you for the battles. Pray that God will anoint you for the battles. Materi Bohokosi Patari Boshete. Open the floodgates in abundance and cause your rain to follow me. Open the floodgates in abundance and cause your rain. Follow me. We in 
because hands have been laid on you, you have been anointed. Look, that's the last word I spoke to you. Everything you can have, casting vision, training, shepherds, whatever, if the Lord doesn't help you. With his power, with his presence, it won't work. So tonight, we need power from the Lord. Oh, yes. Let the power of the Holy Ghost fall on me.
Come close, come close. Pastor, you need Lord, I need Come to the front. Come closer. Yes. Come closer. Come closer. Come closer. Yes. Yes. Walk in it. 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 Walk in the grace. 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 Pastors, have you all come? All pastors have come. I pray for you. Thank you. Today is the day that the oil has been poured on your head. It's a blessing. Thank you, Lord, for invitation. In the name of Jesus. Thank you. Lift up your hands, everybody. Lift up your hands. Thank the Lord for the impartation. Thank the Lord for the impartation. It has happened. It has happened. It has happened. It's the oil. It's the oil. It's the oil. It's the oil. It's your portion. It's your portion. Lift up your hands. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Come, Lillian. Thank you. Walk in it. 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 Receive it. Let it go. Come, Gustav. 
Pastor Ben, come. Lift up your hands. Receive it. Now. Receive it now. Pastor Joe, come. Quickly. Receive it. It's your portion. Come, Pastor Fee. Quickly. It's your portion. Now. Receive it. Now. Quickly. Let it go. Quickly. Receive it. Is the power of God. Come and lift up your hands and turn the Lord. Come. Holy Ghost. Douglas, come. Quickly, receive it. Yes. Lift up your hands and turn the Lord. Yes. Come and lift up your hands. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Lift up your hands. Holy Ghost. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. Receive it. Now. Receive it. Receive the power. It's your body. Holy Ghost fire. Holy Ghost fire. Receive the power. Yesterday's gone. Yesterday's gone. But today I'm in need. Today I'm in need. Let up your hands. Holy Ghost fire. Receive it. Holy Ghost fire. Power. Power. Rain on me. It's your portion. Rain on me. Holy Ghost shower. Holy Ghost shower. Rain on me. Because yesterday is gone. Yesterday's gone. But today I'm in need. Today I'm in need. Holy Ghost shower. Holy Ghost shower. Receive it. Receive it. It's yours. Yes. Yes. Power. Power. Holy Ghost fire. Holy Ghost fire. Burning me. Because yesterday's gone. Yes. Today's gone. But today I'm in need. I'm in need. Holy Ghost fire, Holy Ghost fire, Holy Ghost fire, Holy Ghost breathe on me, breathe on me, Holy Ghost power, Holy Ghost power, breathe on me, breathe on me, yesterday is gone. But today I'm in need Holy Ghost power Holy Ghost power Burn in me Holy Ghost fire burn in me Holy Ghost fire Yesterday is gone, but today I'm in need. Holy Ghost fire, Holy Ghost fire. 
just a taste for But today I'm leaving Holy Ghost shower Rain on me Lift up your hands. Father, thank you for the impartation of your spirit, the wisdom to build cells. Thank you for thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands of cells that have been released into the East African missions. We receive it and thank you for mega churches that you have raised up. We bless you in Jesus name. Amen. been blessed by this message. We invite you to worship with us at the Lighthouse Chapel International Light of the World Cathedral Collegon opposite the Collegon main gate. Please note our service times. English services early rain service 6.30am to 8.30am His present service 8.30am to 10.30am and love and faith service 10.30am to 12.30pm Other languages L'Eglise Glorious French 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. Love and Victory, Gain, 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. And Love and Hope, Tree, 9.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Our Vibrant Youth Church also starts at 12 noon to 2 p.m. Be part of our midweek invitation service this and every Tuesday from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. prompt. For prayer, counseling, and further inquiries, please call 278 888-884 or 543 The numbers again 0278-888-884 or 543 God bless you.